0: Chapter number 15, just bear with me. I don't know, I'm kind of liking this table right here. I told Sister Michelle, I said, Now don't get rid of that. This was, she brought this to the giveaway. <laughs> I said, No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so that was a nice table, amen. So I, I went ahead and just asked her to keep that when I like it. Uh, Luke 15, let me get there myself. All right, what are some ways, thinking about uh, the subject from Sunday, our compassionate <laughs> shepherd, uh, what are some practical ways that we could apply? Um, I, I'm sure that most of us in here, we gathered in here, we want to be more like Jesus. Um, and one thing we can definitely say for sure is that he was compassionate. Amen. I seeing the multitudes, he had compassion on the multitudes. All right. Um, but what are some ways that we can make this practical and in our everyday lives show a little bit more compassion to others? Anybody have any examples of ways that we could show compassion Anybody out there? You no? Know, All right, well, yeah, Sister Brown. Well, I think we can show it by not being judgmental. Uh-oh. All right. You want to look. <laughs> and that's very, very true. Amen. Amen. It's, it's real easiest for us to do that. Amen. A whole lot of times we have a big old beam hanging out our eye. Amen. And, and we got to try to pick out a little speck in somebody else's eye. It's true. Amen. But sometimes, you know, have some compassion and uh, give somebody um, the benefit of the doubt. All right. Learn to see the good before you see the bad. Try to train yourself to look for the good. Y'all do that, you know, because it's real easy. It's almost human nature to be critical um, of each other. But we have to try to see the good. And after a while, if you train yourself to see the good, um, you'll start doing that a little bit more frequently. Um, Elder White. Yes, sir. All right, brother. But there it is. get <laughs> getting them. old, Brother White. says
1: <laughs> he talks about uh, having the right spirit, uh-huh. you can restore such a one. And I said, we have the power to restore people when they're going the opposite way in love. But if you don't have the spirit of love, you can't restore them.
0: That's good. That's very good. Very, very true. Uh, Sister Rain, we were from Sister Shine. Yes, ma'am. Sister Rain. They're even listening to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's good. Being a good listener, all right? Like some of us, we can be real good talkers, but not good listeners, and, you know, especially all of us, us ministers, we've got to work on that, <laughs> you know, because we've got the gift of gab sometimes, and sometimes it's good just to be quiet and to listen to people. Uh, Sister and we'll go back to the Elder Taylor. Sister um, Shine.
1: I've about, you know, just taking time out for people. Okay? hmm
0: He saw the people. He saw the multitudes and had compassion. I think sometimes it's good for us just to be able to see somebody else other than ourselves. It's like we just got tunnel vision sometimes. Get so busy in our hectic days and we don't have time to see what's around us. Sometimes slow down long enough and look um, outside of your own, you know, and and see. You might actually see that somebody else needs something other than yourself. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Elder uh, Taylor, yes, sir. The truth. And a lot of times, if we knew the reason, we, we might back off and have some compassion. Mm-hmm. Be critical. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Yep. I think most of us, <laughs> you've been there before. Got a lot of compa- uh, brother Patrick. Yes, sir. And I
1: think that when we are, are ministering to people, we we
0: gotta let them know that they have to get out that negative state because so many people have negative thinking. Mm -hmm. And we want to try to push them to where they can think positive in Christ. Mm -hmm. Very good. Sometimes we can become cynical um, after you go through so many, you know, right now I'm a a pretty happy pastor, you know, but this is just the first year for me. I'm hoping that over the the years I can stay happy, you know, because you know how it is after a while you start getting burned and, you know, and all them things. And over the years, you know, if you uh, you can become bitter And, you know, you can internalize things. And if you, I don't care if you're a pastor or whatever other job you might have, you know, if you um, don't release some things to the Lord, you know, and uh, you just internalize all those things, you can become bitter rather than becoming better. And I don't know about you, but I want to get better. You know, I heard one of the pastors called me today was talking to me. He said, you know, just don't don't let nobody make you bitter. I said, you know what, amen, I received that. <laughs> amen, that's some good advice. He, I didn't even ask for the advice. He just said that to me. You know, I was i was listening to some years of experience, amen. All right, all right. and he told me, don't let nobody make you bitter. His brother, uh, Anthony Walton, called me today. I heard him, too. I said, all right, amen, I received it. Sister Sean. Well, I was thinking, thinking back on the, critical,
1: the criticalness, but when you, you said the scripture, he was moved. Mm-hmm. So that means he's identifying with the conditions of other people. Um, not being so quick to pass judgment, but then kind of take time to to assess the situation and then be able to be moved in your feelings towards that person in compassion to do something about. To me, compassion moves you to action. It does. It moves you to action. You're just not having a sympathy party with them. You're actually doing something to change the situation.
0: Amen, amen, good. (laughs) Let's read a little bit of this today. Um, So in Luke 15, the response is, uh, is towards an accusation Um, of course to Jesus Um, and in verse number two then and the Pharisees and scribes murmured saying this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them and he spake this parable unto them so his response all these three different parables that you see here are response to that you know the accusation what man of you the first one having a hundred sheep if he lose one of them doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. I'm in Luke 15, verse number five. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Amen. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over the ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And so you have this little sheep who wandered out and got lost um, and the other sheep. They were in. Where were the other sheep at? They're in the wilderness. Now, the wilderness is I can look at this kind of like open land. Um, I know a lot of the times when we hear wilderness, we, we, we have a negative context. You know, we think of the children of Israel in um, coming or going through their wilderness experience. Um, But in this, if I was a sheep, I want to be in some open land, you know, where some grass is and things to eat. And so it wasn't that he just left them uncared for. um, But all right. You know, you got something to eat. Put something in your mouth. Start chewing on that for a minute. Let me go after this other sheep over here. All right. So we see that there. So the other sheep, they should have been there. That's where they should have been out in this in this wilderness, in this open land. They should have been with the shepherd. All staying together, but one wandered off somewhere. All right. Let's keep on moving forward. Um, Now the next parable. So he illustrates a point three different times. All right. Let's see the next parable in verse number eight. Y'all there? All right. Go ahead. and You start reading this one. Mm-hmm. And when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. All right, so she lost um, uh, some silver, and where did she lose it? In the house. Now, we, we remember, if you've been a member of this church long enough, you've heard that message. You could be lost in the house. Come on. Come to church. Every week. But still, just as lost as you can be. Faithful to Bible class. Even come to Sunday school. I got the nerve to sing in the choir, usher, and doing everything else. But still, lost. You know, just going through the motions and lost in the house. But, what did this woman do? She came sweeping around that house. Amen. Until she found That lost coin. Amen. And I'm so glad that sometimes the Lord Jesus comes around here and goes sweeping around this house. Amen. And goes sweeping around these pews and finds some of us. Sister Sweetie White. Okay, so the
1: last two Sundays in my Sunday school class.
0: Ooh. We need to hear you. Let them hear you at home.
1: Well, the last two Sundays in our Sunday school class, we've been talking about the last week. The week before was about the 99, about Mm -hmm. the sheeps. um, the, the, The 99 hundred sheep and the one got lost. And then this past Sunday, we was talking about the woman with, who lost the coin. And I was thanking God because I was in my mind, I was like, Lord, you know, that's significant of the being lost in the house. And I was telling them that we was talking to the children and we hid the coins all over the room, whatever. Uh-huh. And they were so happy You know, it was like, we got to go back and find that one coin, you know, because that one coin meant something, you know, it was very significant, you know what I mean, to the lady. So I thank God for you bringing it back out to us again, because it's like, he's letting us remind us, like, we're, 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 we're not too... We could be lost, you know. Like I said, we could be sitting in here, you know, thinking we got it all together. And I'm talking about myself, you know. And I thank God for the many times like I could say, "When I was lost, you know, even though I was sitting here, I was sitting here, but I was still lost." And I thank God that He didn't leave me lost. That He went, you know, He went looking, We went go finding these coins and finding this this one soul. And yeah. I thank God for being that one soul that, you know, being able to come back and to say, "Lord, I thank you mm-hmm. for, you know, not leaving me out there." So, Good. so I, I was say it was just. It, Amazing how you just talking about the same thing that hey, we talked about two Sundays in a row to the, trying to illustrate it to the children and they really I think they got it but you know I thank God just for the, you just coming back and we interate this man. back
0: good and yeah. the Sunday school teachers doing a great job amen let's uh, put our hands together for the Sunday school teachers amen. <laughs> Sister Michelle shared with me something Sister uh, Debbie Ross and Brother Jeremy had done in their class, and I thought that was just so nice. Made these little lanterns and uh, had the kids around singing. I thought that was just real special, you know, make it interactive. And I appreciate you, wherever, whatever you guys are doing. My little boy come home, and he knows how many fish and loaves. I was like, all right, go ahead, Sam, Sister Sweetie, and Sister Alexis, y'all down in there teaching. All right. Um, Let's keep going here. So, all right. Lost in the house, lost in the wilderness. The coin should have been in the house, though. Amen. It was supposed to be in the house, just in the wrong place in the house. All right. But like what you were saying, the lady, uh, the woman, it was a woman, right? Yep. The woman went seeking for it. All right. Um, and I just want to revisit what we talked about even on Sunday. You know, every part of the body is so important. Right. It is. Every last one of us is important. I don't care how insignificant you may feel, you are still important to God. Um, and if, it, again, if I, if I woke up and my eye was, was if I couldn't see out of my eye, i was all swollen up. You know, I'm not going to just walk around and be like, well, I got another eye. Might as well just keep on going about my day. You know, at least I got two eyes. You know, I'll be <laughs> thankful. But I'd see about what's wrong with my eyes. In every other part of the body, you don't just all of a sudden say, "Well, you know, I got five other fingers, and here this finger scribbled up and just about to fall off." No, you look for that thing, all right, and you, you're concerned about it because every member of the body is important. And so, when your pastor or one of the members of this church um, calls you when you're not here, don't get mad and say we're nosy. Right. That's it. You know, sometimes you don't even know to call for. It. You know, oh Lord, you know, know, if you call them, boy, they feel like, you know, you feel like in my, you know, slow down, you know, and should I, I, actually, I shouldn't even have to slow down and uh, qualify my motives just by checking on you. Now, if I really am your pastor, all right? Amen. Now, let's keep moving on, all right, before I start, (laughs) stop having compassion, Lord, help me, Lord. All right. All right. So, in in these two cases, uh, the shepherd went out and was seeking for the sheep. The woman was looking for the lost coin. Now right now we're down to that story about the prodigal son. Um, Verse number 11. I'll read a little bit and then you can read some to me. And he said, I mean, verse 11, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. He's just out there partying, doing his thing, got his money. And back in those days, you know, you had an option, I guess, that you can, you know, either get your inheritance then or you can wait till your parents uh, passed on. He wanted his now. That's pro- that just shows you his character right then. I'm not going to wait till you, you know, go up out here. I want mine right now, all right? So no patience. But anyway, verse 14, and when he had spent all, There arose a mighty famine in that land. He didn't put back anything for a rainy day, and he began to be in want. How many people putting something back for a rainy day? That's a a good point for a little commercial break. I hope we're, uh, with our finances, church, I hope we're putting something back, not spending everything that you have. You know, if you made $100 in the week, you know, I hope you didn't just, you know, spend all 100 of those dollars. Maybe you could have put some back for another day, a rainy day. Now, you know, $100 ain't really enough to make it on, but you you get the point that I'm trying to say. You know, you can't just spend every dime that you have. Ooh, sometimes you got to think ahead. You know, now you know if you buy a car, the car is going to need maintenance. There's going to come a time where you're going to need to get the oil changed. And if you don't put back for those occasions, for the flat tire, for the oil change, then what's going to happen? Then you won't be able to do the maintenance, and then you're going to have bigger bills than what you originally had. And then you're going to really be broke. You know, so you got to put back. All right. But anyway, he spent all and there arose. Look what happened. A mighty famine in that land. All right. Verse number 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. All right. Now he's now. Where was he at? Let's go back a, bit, a minute. Let me see. He, where did he go in verse number 13? Let's just kind of scan up for a minute. He went to a far country. Now he got out of there. I want my money. I'm gone. Now he got way, 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 way far away from mama and daddy. Now the sheep was it's somewhere lost in the wilderness, and obviously the shepherd could walk, and you know, and uh, it was walking distance because the shepherd eventually found him. Then you got the lost coin, uh, the woman. It was he was still in the house, but lost in the house. But this boy, he's far away. Amen. I'm getting out of reach. You couldn't find me if you wanted to find me. Real far away. All right. Now, uh, move down to Timbuktu. Verse number 16. You read. Come on with me. And when he came to himself, he said, now that's the key right there. What's the key word in verse 17? Came to himself. Sometimes you just have to wait for some knucklehead to come to himself. I mean, sometimes you can't say nothing else. Uh, you can't go looking for them. If you did go looking for them, you know, it ain't like they're going to get in the car and come home. You know, right. and sometimes you just got to let some folks go. Right. And you got to just wait for them to finally mature and, and, and come to themselves. All right. Now, I, I want you I think that just stood out to me that the first two, he was seeking for them. But notice in this one, did the father go out there and, and send a, uh, the search team out looking for the boy? No, not this time. All right. So let's keep on going. Let's read a little bit. Um, where am I? At? 17? Is that where I'm at? 18. All right. We'll go. We'll go 18. I will rise and go to my father. All right. So he came to him, himself and finally he wanted to go home. All right. And we'll say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. So he prepared his whole speech and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. All right. And what's that word? And had what? Y'all hear that? He had what on him? He didn't slap him upside the head. He didn't say, boy, get in this house. I told you he was about to go waste all that money. Boy, didn't rub his nose. Uh, He already knew that he had messed up. He didn't need nobody else to vouch for that and to uh, rub his nose in it to remind him of how he was eating in the pig. Look at you. He's got all them corn, all that husk in your teeth. Get on in this house, boy, with your stinking self. (laughs) No, he didn't rub his nose in it. He he had compassion. on All right. Y'all hear that? Have compassion on your children. Amen. The children of the Lord lent you. Amen. And eventually, uh, I believe if you pray for them, if you have some compassion, they're going to find their way. Amen. You found your way. You know you was a knucklehead. Hello, somebody. You was out there doing everything that you big and bad enough to do, acting a plum fool. But eventually, you came to yourself. Maybe some of us a little faster than others, but eventually, you know, you listen to my something about what mom and dad instilled in you. You came to yourself and you had that aha moment. Now, some of you all had to learn the hard way. Some of you all, maybe you learned the easy way, but eventually you came around and you came to yourself and you came on back home. All right. Amen. Now, I'm I'm telling somebody now, if you got a grown son or a grown daughter, uh, you might as well just go on and put your keys down and go on to sleep. You know you search, you losing sleep, searching all around for that child. I'm gonna let you know right now. You know, not this father. Now there are some that we gotta go seek after, but this time he had to wait for him to come to himself. All right, let's keep on going here um, on tonight. He had compassion. Oh, now I was thinking about. I had a a a problem with a song um, today, and I love the song. All right, I still love the song, and I'm still gonna sing the song. But I did. (laughs) It's Fred Hammond's. I'm running back to you. I see you standing there for me, your arms are open wide. Y'all didn't listen, was that commission? And I don't to cry no more, standing there for me, and I am running back to you. Come here, Isaiah, right quick. I'm up here for a minute. All right, no, never mind, not Isaiah. Scooter, you're on the front row. I could have used you, but Scooter's just closer. All right, now... That The scripture doesn't say that. And I've been singing that for years. I still love the song. Amen. I think sometimes we can get so, you know, just into the lyrics of things. We, understood, we understand the spirit, you know, and sometimes we get so nitpicky and pick apart the song and y'all just mess it all up. I mean, I, I still would go in on this song in r and But I did notice this one little error. Anybody here notice the error? Uh-huh. Nobody? Wah, 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 wah. You're still my friend, though. <laughs> That's close. That's close. Now hold on. Let me make sure I got this right before I just before I want want you. Hold on. Let me let me go. It's been a little while since I. Let me go make sure I got this right. Let me fact check myself. Hold on, right quick. Where am I at? Verse. Uh, the father and his son said, and the father, I have sinned. But his father said, to servants bring forth. No, hold on. We we'll go back up. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion. And, and was his father standing there? Yeah, his father, hold on now, hold on. Yeah. You're coming back home. But this is, a, this is what the father did. The, the father saw him. Don't back there. Son. Messing <laughs> All right. But the father saw him a great way off. Yeah. And he wasn't just standing there. When he got in reach, the father took off front of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> know with love and anticipation and just you know excitement the son was glad to see the father and wanted to come home but the father wanted his son to come home so the father went right as soon as you get in arm's reach here come the father running up out of you all you got to do is just get in arm's reach just come around and the father gonna come looking for you somebody give god praise right there yes Yes, now, when you're you far, far out there and you be in the knucklehead and, you know, you know, you know, and you in the faraway country, but just come around where he can at least see you. You know what I mean? He's going to come out there and he's going to come running for you, too. All right. Amen. Because he wants you to be home. Amen. But he can't force you to come home. You all hear that? Can't force you to be saved. Amen. He's a he, I stand at the door and knock. He ain't gonna beat down the door. He's not going now. You know some folks that do that bust down the door. He's not. He's a gentleman. He'll stand there and knock. And when you open up the door, he'll be glad, amen, to receive you and to come in and to sup with you. But you gotta want it. All right. So I thought that was good. <laughs> I thought that was real good. All right. Y'all ain't y'all ain't praising as much as I'm teaching. Amen. That's all right though. We'll keep going. All right. Um. <laughs> we got one. What'd you say? A comment? Uh, com- oh, Elder Taylor. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, another thing that I I noticed the the spirit of the the son. Mm-hmm. Now his father, he had, his son had already purposed in his heart that he was coming back with humility. He he didn't come back as a son. He came back as a servant. Come on. But his father couldn't hear all that. Mm-hmm. He couldn't hear that humility. He's just happy to see his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they came, you know, when I just saw you and Scooter running toward each other, you reminded me of that scene in the color purple again. <laughs> You know, that's how it was <laughs> I Don't act like y'all ain't seen the color purple.
1: You know?
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, so that's the truth. That's how it was. Just a beautiful embrace, you know, and what well, you you where you're supposed to be, you know. And that's why even on Sunday, I like how we even did that altar call. You know, you just just get in reach, just coming. You came to church and you just feeling like, oh, you know, you know, just, you know, you're trying to sit towards the back or whatnot. You get here, we're going to come to you. Amen, somebody. Thank the Lord. Amen. I mean, I thought that was a beautiful altar call on Sunday. I just turned the whole place into altar call. So I saw somebody else. With that. Sister Brown. Yes, ma'am. He's coming. He's coming, boy. Take his job seriously. Draw,
1: draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Good. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. But you got to, you got to draw. You got to have a willing mind. You got to draw nigh to Him. All right. Amen. And it's it's not His will that any should perish. All right. How many know He's a compassionate God? Amen. How many know He's a forgiving God, long-suffering, not His will that any should perish? Amen. You know, sometimes we sum his character um, up to be something that it's not. You know, we make him to be this big, uh, mean God. You know, I I told you once before, I don't believe in this banana peel type of salvation. Like he's just standing there and trying to trip you up. No, he wants you to be saved. All right. Now, that's something, you know, you might try to put that on him. But no, that's not the God that we serve. He wants you to make it. All right. He's on your side. He's on your team. Amen. All right. Let's go here to Matthew chapter number six on tonight. Um. six. And we'll uh, start at verse number nine. All right. He's a forgiving God. And because he's so forgiving, certainly we ought to be forgiving to one another. All right. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but I I just it just merits that, you know, when we see his character, um, we got to talk about how we ought to line up as well. All right. So six and nine after this manner, therefore, pray ye our father He's a good father, y'all, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12, you know it by heart. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Hold on now. Y'all just, uh, somebody in here, y'all read that so lightly. Can somebody just elaborate on that just a little bit? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Nobody. Crickets. Elder Wayne, save the day. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes. If you don't forgive someone, then God is not going to forgive you. Amen. It's plain and simple. You can't forgive. You shouldn't look for forgiveness. Very good. Very good. And we can keep on. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 14 and 15, you all read that one out loud, please. For
1: if you forgive me in your trespasses, your
0: heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive me not men in their
1: trespasses,
0: neither will your
1: Father forgive your trespasses.
0: Okay, now hurry up and go over to uh, chapter number 18. Hurry up, y'all. Come on, hurry up. People had long work days. Y'all turning slow. Come on, hurry up now. Keep these people up in here. I, I, trust me, I ain't. I have compassion on you all. I know what it's like to be at work all day. I've been at work all day. All right, uh, eighteen and twenty-one. Um, you all there? Matthew eighteen and twenty-one. Then came Peter to him and said, "Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times?" It's like when I read this, I can kind of hear the and Like they're getting on my nerves, Lord. How many times I gotta forgive him? <laughs> all right, now I'm not going to read too much into it. Verse twenty-two. You read that one. Uh-huh. Seventy times seven. All right. So what's seventy times seven? Four hundred and ninety. Four hundred, huh? Four hundred and ninety-one. I'm coming upside your head. Right. <laughs> that, no, that ain't what that means. Four hundred. You got four hundred ninety times four hundred and ninety-one. Yeah, you ninety-one. You're gonna get this brick? <laughs> no, that, no, that ain't what that means. It's an unli- <laughs> It's an unlimited. You know, we ought to always forgive. us is a saying, all right? We know better than that. All right, 20, don't do that now. 23, all right. Therefore is the king of heaven likened unto a certain king. Let me just read to you for a little while. Which would take account of his service. Now stay away, come on now. And when he had begun to reckon, one, of, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant, therefore, fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with and loosed him and forgave him the debt. All right. But 28. But what happened? Go ahead. You start reading. took Took him by the throat. Pay me what you, well, you better pay me my money. And the, and it's, I like how Sister Monique said that, pay me my money. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told on him, y'all, and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. And he didn't have to pay it either, y'all. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Amen. And one a good recipe for forgiveness. If you if you ever got a, a, a grudge against somebody and you're bitter against somebody, Um, it's good to start looking within and to all of a sudden just start taking inventory over yourself. And if after you take inventory of yourself, you can honestly say that you have not needed forgiveness, then you can keep that grudge. But if as you're taking inventory, you can remember some lying, cheating, stealing, cussing, fornicating, whatever else that came, you know, that you know didn't line up with the word of God, but he just graciously forgave you, pardoned your sins, got you back up on your feet again after failures, and cleaned you up in his blood, then guess what? Because he was generous with forgiveness to you, you ought not be stingy with forgiveness to other people. Amen. And when you recognize all the stuff that you don't want aired out for everybody else to know, you know them private sins that you wouldn't want anybody else to know, but the Lord saw everything because His eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth. Amen. Behold the evil as well as the good, and when you recognize that, and you it, you ought to just it ought to humble you, humble you enough where you would also want to extend forgiveness to somebody else because you've received so much you, yourself. How many people know He's forgiven you? Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. All right, so let's be generous. Amen. With forgiveness. Amen. Generous. Amen. As you uh, uh, evaluate others as well. Generous as you um, you know, when you're looking at somebody else's life, try to be generous, you know, with your uh, as you size them up, you know, err on the side of giving grace and mercy. All right. Always. If you're going to err, err on the side of being generous with mercy and with grace. All right. Okay. Now, um, let's keep going here. Since we're talking about forgiveness, forgiveness. I want to. I to give you this Strong's word that I found, um, and I want to. I know I probably couldn't say it right, so I and brought my computer in. Um, this is the word um, that I wanted to. It's a Greek word.
1: Strong's G eight sixty three. me. All right, Say that one more time for him. You
0: got me. Strong's G eight sixty three. me. All right, afeo a me, a me. All right, so that's a Greek word, and let's um, look this up for just a second. Afeo me, just bear with me, hang with me for a minute. All right, uh, it speaks afeo It's a Greek for forgive. Strong's 863, afeo me. Um, it speaks of separation, putting some distance between. Um, conveys the basic idea of an action which causes separation means to send uh, from oneself to forsake, to hurl away, to put away, let alone to disregard, to put off. It conveys the basic idea of an action which causes separation and refers to total detachment, separation from a previous location or condition. It means to send forth or away from one's own self. It refers to the act of putting something away or laying it aside, all right? Y'all getting the picture here. Initially, it, was conveyed, um, it conveyed the sense of to throw, and in one secular writing, we read, let the, uh, let the pop drop, all right? From this early literal use of the word came to mean leave or to let go, all right? Uh, some other that, synonyms they have, um, to leave, neglect, um, to tolerate here, okay. All right, all right, so those might be antonyms. All right, just bear with me for a minute. Hold on, we're learning together here. Uh, how you say that again? A who? A I think y'all got that wrong. Hold on. A-fee-a-me. A-fee-a-me. Wrong. Hold on. A Hold on. Say it one more time. Strong's G, H63. A me. A A me. Okay. A fee me, let me just keep reading some things I wrote down. A fee in me refers to the act of putting something away or laying it aside, and used in the present context means God lets go of the obligation we owe him. Mm, ooh, that sounds good to me. Let me read that again. God lets go of the obligation we owe him. How many people know we were debtors to the Lord? Amen. The wages of sin is death. All right? Because of sin and against holiness, it means to remit. Ooh, y'all hear that? That's a good word, remit. To release from the guilty or penalty of as one would a financial debt. Y'all hear that? All right. All right. Now, unfortunately, in the English um, the word forgive, we don't always get the whole, you know, it, since it's a Greek word, we don't get the whole meaning of it. You know, and it, we, it, sometimes in the Greek, we can hear it a little bit better and get a, a, more of a broader understanding of it. All right. Give me just a, another minute. Just bear with me. Just stay awake just a minute longer before you fall asleep here. All right. In secular Greek literature, a was a fundamental word used to indicate the sending away of an object or person. Aphemee was used to describe the voluntary release of a person or thing, which was uh, which one has a legal or actual control. The related noun, ephemus, um, meant described a setting free. Later, it became or it came to include the release of someone from the obligation of marriage or debt or even a religious vow. In its final form, it came to embrace the principle of release from punishment of some wrongdoing, all right? So, aphiomi, am I saying it right? Aphiomi. All right, now let's, let's look at this. Now, that's Strong's word, G863. It's a Greek word, all right? Now, you can see it in a couple scriptures. All right, I need some help tonight. Somebody, real quick, raise your hand if you can give me Matthew 8 and 15. All right, aphiomi. Anybody can grab that one for me? And then somebody give me Matthew thirteen thirty All right, Matthew 6 and 9. I need somebody else to grab uh, I need somebody to get Matthew 19 and 29. I need somebody to get Matthew 24 and 40. And then uh, actually 24 and 40 and 41. And then John 20 and 23. I'm going somewhere with this a fee and me. Just stay with me a fee and me. All right. All right. Okay. Now it, it shows up in different ways, but I want you to see it in different contexts as it's written in. And then we can get a broader understanding of what this word means a fee and me. All right. Who's got Matthew 8 and 15? Thank you, Sister Brianna. Go ahead. Ephemi. And the fever, Ephemi. The fever left her. Y'all hear that? It was separated from her. And she was delivered. Ephemi. It left her. Now, that's a fever. All right. And go ahead. And what happened? And she arose and ministered. That sounds good to me. A fever left Ephemi. All right. Thank God. You know, some of the things that he, the Lord has allowed to leave us. Amen, some of the things that God has forgiven us of. A fear me. Matthew 13 and 36. who's got that one? Brother Patrick, go ahead. Jesus Hold on, wait a minute. Then Jesus a fear me. Hold on, you are going too fast, Brother Patrick? Slow down. Hold on, Brother Patrick. Get your brakes fixed. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> then Jesus of fear me. He sent. The multitude away. All right, keep on going. And away is a Me too. Away, he's got it away from him. Amen. All right, keep going, brother Patrick. Doing good. And his disciples came unto him, saying, "Declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field." All right, sir, I appreciate you. Matthew six and nine. Who's got that one? Let's see how FME is using that one. All right, I don't even know how I have this one down. Actually, let's skip that one, skip that one. Matthew 19 and 29. Matthew 19 and 29, who's got it? Sister Michelle, yes, ma'am. And everyone that hath forsaken. Houses. Okay, hold on, forsaken. That's a fear me again, forsaken. All right, houses. Okay, go ahead. All right, so forsake and get this thing away. All right, um, all right. Twenty-four and forty. Um, let's keep on going. Let's just dig a little deeper. Who's got twenty-four and forty? All right. Um, there's who's got it. Anybody? Uh, anybody's got. It. Go ahead, Whoever's bold enough to read out loud. Go ahead. Go ahead, baby. You got it. Ah, fear me. Left. Get out of here. All right. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. Go ahead, Sister Jordan. You take forty-one. Ephiame. It, it's got out of here. It left. Oh, so you get the picture here, that word. All right. It's like it's, it gets out of here. The Lord allows it to be moved. It's, um, it's out of your life. He takes care of it. He, he, he uh, banishes it. Whatever you want to say. Um, it left. It was sent. It was dismissed. All right. John 20 and 23. Come on here. Anybody got that one? I got one more. I only need you to get that one. Some, uh, Sister Sean, go ahead. a you remit a you remitted you you cancel it out it's like the the, the you it's removed all right they are a uh huh them and whosoever says you retain they are
1: retained
0: all right so a i like that word you know it's just a, it's like in other words we can see the broader context here how that word also means forgiven it leaves us. It's a separation. It, it gets out of here. The Lord uh, divorces uh, that thing away from us. That was It plagued us for the Lord like a fever, but the Lord allows that thing to leave. Oh, God is good. All right. Now I'm just eating real good over here. All right. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. All right. Let's keep on going here. Um, I could go even some more. Let me get a few more of these. And then I, I think I'm going to um, I got something I want us to do real quick. A fee me. All right. Um, give me. Um, well, you can see it here in Matthew 6 and 12 And forgive, that word, forgive our debts That's a fee and me As we, a fee and me, our debtors um, We can see it in Matthew 7 um, As well Okay, I think we got, y'all got the point here Alright, right? Okay, so in other words it, it causes us, it causes it to leave us Alright? Now, um, here's what I want us to do uh, Give me uh, Kennedy, sister Kennedy, come here real quick for me. I'll use you as example tonight. fear me. All right, grab grab that bag for me. Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, in help me out. Sometimes in life. Uh, now, we know about, I saw this at, at the last two weddings that I did, and uh, I wanted us to do this today. Now, this is my niece, so I thought she'd be a perfect example. There's yours. No, I'll, I'll be blue, <laughs> <laughs> and you be white, all right. Afiya, me. all right. All right, hold that. Well, I'm trying to bring this all together. Just help yeah. me out. Too. We're going to try to right. just marry this idea. Just bear with me. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, we know what the scripture says about marriage. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and they shall cleave together, right? Y'all hear that? Yes. They cle- you, you know about we should be leaving and cleaving. All right. Now, if you're over your mama's house all the time, sometimes you got to leave and cleave. A, that's a problem right there. Leave and cleave. All right. And the twain shall be how many flesh? One, One flesh. So then they are no more twain, but. One flesh, I'm in Mark 10 and seven, I'm in ten and eight now. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man what. All right, let's keep on going. And in the house his disciples asked him again of the same matter, and he saith unto them, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery with her, and if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. In other words, marriage is a binding contract. y'all hear that? That's why we can't just be playing musical chairs, jumping from one to another and all them type of things. we got to work through some problems, all right? Uh-huh. Amen? Because it's not just so easy, you know, for you to uh, fear me and to, you know, separate and to dismiss and to let go, you know, but come over here real quick and uh, let's do this together. Now, uh, this is my niece, but we're going to, you pour some in and you know how they stand up there and do. I saw Kenny and uh, Mara last one doing it, the pouring theirs in. Now, Give me some, let me, and then I pour in. I give you all. (laughs) And we just pouring it all in together. Okay. And then we make this beautiful little thing. All right, now that's all right. Yeah. Now let me just go a little deeper though. Now look how nice that looks. But the, but the reality of it is, y'all, it, it doesn't look like this. This ain't how life looks. You know, because what happens is, this is really what the situation looks like. It really looks, after a while, now you might look like this in the beginning, but after a little while, it's just going to start looking a little bit like this and it just gets mixed together and if y'all really loving each other eventually it's just gonna just blend in and if it was yellow and blue it would make what green if it was red and blue it would make some purple and pretty soon it's just all just your lives are just intertwined and maybe that's probably year number two or three you know. but after a while you just start getting lost in each other all right and I mean, pretty soon you can't tell one for her. Her bills is your bills. Her problems, your problems. Amen. And it's just you don't know whose feet stinking in there. You just wow. Just, <laughs> oh, good. After a while, it just looks like just one big old just you are just joined together. And it might take a little time, but oh, you know, life got a way of just ain't that how it goes? You know, you get a little trouble in your life. And you're going through some tumultuous periods and eventually you just go through something that's going to shake it up a little bit. And pretty soon them trials and the tests and the storms you go through, don't it just kind of mirror you together and you all become one. Amen. And the two shall become one. All right. Now, don't forget about that. and me. I'm trying to go somewhere with that and get that point out. Help me. Holy ghost. tonight. All right. Skitty, you can have a seat. All right. Now, um, and which is why. Yeah, give her a hand. First Corinthians. Let's go here. First Corinthians, chapter number six. I want to bring up this point the best I can. First Corinthians chapter number six, uh, and let's go down to verse number sixteen. All right, and, and this is—I want to just plug this in. What know ye not that he which is jo- let's go back up a little bit? I right, don't. And God hath raised up the Lord, and also oh, verse fifteen. All right, you read verse fifteen. Come on here, help me. All right. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. So when you joining yourself to somebody else, y'all, you know, it's, it, you shouldn't even be getting joined like that. Who's got the translation on that? Let's bring that home a little bit more in verse number 16 for him. Sister Shine, you got that? I wish I, wish I had these screens. Go ahead.
1: joins himself to a prostitute he becomes one body with her Mm -hmm. for the scripture says the two are united into one
0: all right all right so you're becoming one body that's why we shouldn't commit fornication that's why we got to watch who we get joined to and things like that and who you just hooking up with because what's happening is you get mixed all together with the wrong person and next thing you know you're gonna hold the glass up and look and say what in the world have i done y'all hear that all right, so be careful what you're joining yourself to. All right, but I'm still talking about that word of fee and uh, Let me just go a little bit deeper on tonight. Um, let's actually, let's go back uh, a little bit up in, in chapter, number, uh, six, ch- chapter number six, or chapter number six. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. No, ye you not, know, they should judge. Um, okay. Um, all right, here we go. Verse number nine. This is what I want. All right, verse number nine. Y'all there? Chapter number six, verse nine. All right, go ahead and read. Uh huh. All right, be not deceived. Now, now it's showing you that you can get joined to a harlot. Ain't that what the scripture just said? A little bit lower down, you can get joined to a harlot. Now, what are you going to do when your life is just so tangled up in the wrong persons? I'm talking about you ain't, you ain't married. You done just a mestrow, You just got all wrapped up, tangled up with the wrong person. And next thing you know, you done just, your whole lives are just twined together. And you're just like, Lord, in the, what in the world have I done? Hello? Now, I'm not talking. Now let's, hold on. Wait a minute, married people. For you, I'm talking about somebody that's just joined to a harlot. I'm not just talking that you had a little spat and now that you want to, you know, just cut out on husband or wife. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about if you just joined your life to a harlot. Now it's all mixed together. How in the world is the Lord going to allow you to somehow separate these things and to become who you need to be for him again? All right. Let's go back up here again. Verse number nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither. Fornicators. Come on, read it out loud. Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. All right. Let's go back up and read that again. Fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. You hear all of these sins. Um, of the flesh. A lot of these things. All right. Now, here we go. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. All right. Now we could just stop it right there, but I'm so glad. Oh, the scripture just doesn't stop there. Now, here's what I'm, I'm just trying to tell somebody. Maybe you have made such a mess of your life. And you looking how? how in the world... Now, if I have somebody to come up here right now. Brother Patrick, you've just been real good today. Now, let me give you a... No, I'm not going to do this to you, Brother Patrick, because I love you. I done overworked you tonight. But Jamal, come here for a second. All right. Scooter, come here for a minute. Isaiah, you come up here, too. Maybe take three of y'all. All All right. Now, hurry, come on up here. Now, we're going to give you some time on this one. I got maybe about... Mm, 15 minutes of Bible class left now here's your job, come here I want you, Scooter actually let's get teams real quick All right. if you can get somebody, a friend if you want to Isaiah I want you Scooter I want you to take, hold your hand out you're going to take all of the blue ones and you put all the blue ones back in that one <laughs> and I want you Jamal and then you could put all the white ones back in that one all right, go ahead. You got 15 minutes. <laughs> Isaiah, you can just help out whoever you feel sorry for. <laughs> now, y'all, y'all really don't think I'm going to have y'all really do this now. <laughs> it, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. It, all right, go on somewhere. Just put it back here. Ain't nothing, you're, all you're going to end up doing is just frustrating yourself and make a whole bigger mess. Look at you making a bigger mess. Let them see what you're doing. Get it all on my computer. You know, just making a bigger mess trying to fix this yourself. Y'all hear? Can y'all hear what I'm trying to say on tonight? Amen. But the only one that's going to be able to separate, the only one that's going to be able to forgive a the only one that's going to be able to take that thing away, take that fever away from you, is the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's why verse number eleven says, "And such were some of you." Some of you, you had your lives all messed up. You were joined to the wrong thing. That thing was in you. You were in that thing. And no way that you could separate yourself by yourself. Such were some of you. But ye are what? Come on, somebody. But now ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord some praise. Forgive you like Jesus. Can't nobody make you new? Come on, who had the white one? Can't nobody. And it's just miraculously, He'll just put you together and make you brand new again. My God! Come on, somebody. Won't He just all of a sudden just make you new again? Come on, get the Lord some praise. My God. I mean, you know, and now listen, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sell the young people short today. And I'm going to tell you this too. There's some things that you ain't going to never be able to get back in the bottle. That's right. I'm talking about like, according to the flesh, but it's spirit. Y'all hear, y'all hearing what I'm saying here? I mean, once you go out there and you do some certain things, you know, like if you go out there and you get some disease, the Lord can heal you, but the Lord doesn't always have to heal you. Sometimes the Lord doesn't heal you. You know, you go out there, and you decide to go out there, and you're feeling yourself, and you have five babies at a wedlock. All of a sudden, you come to this altar, and you got faith with your five baby mamas on your mind. Amen. And you have that. But guess what? After you find forgiveness, you still got five baby mamas. But I'm going to tell you what. You can bring that mess to the Lord. And you can say, Lord, I have messed up. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to see myself out of this mess. Lord, if you would just get in this thing with me and help me, Lord, and I guarantee you, if you would just throw your hands up and ask the Lord to help you, he can take that disaster and somehow take them five babies from five different mamas, and you can rear them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and they'll grow up to be a blessing to you and a blessing to the kingdom of God. Don't you tell me what God can't do. Don't you tell me God can't bless you. My God, God know how to. Has anybody ever seen God just take a mess and turn it into a blessing? Come on, give the Lord some praise today. He a He'll forgive. He'll forgive. He'll take that fever away. He'll take that thing away from you. All right, give me messed up. I'm taking that back to the store. I'll get my $10 back. Amen. Amen. But I, I just, you know, I, I thought to myself, how many times have we tried to do this? You get joined to people, get some soul ties, if that's what you want to call it, or in different things. And you're trying to separate yourself from certain things. And, I mean, it's just too hard for you to separate yourself from those things, all right? Too hard for you to put it all back together. But if you just put it in God's hands, don't put it in Jamal's hands, don't put it in Scooter's hands. You know, sometimes all you're doing is just telling your friends about it. But when have you prayed about it? And God can take that disaster and make something beautiful. Lord, I just thank you. Even Somebody just give God thanks one more. Thank Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. All right, now, here, here's what I want to do. Psalms chapter number, let me um, give you some of these real fast. These are some psalms of penitence. You know what that word means, penitence? Oh, that's good. You, it kind of sounds like repentance, and that's what you can look at. Uh, penitence. is like, you know, I'm sorry, uh, remorse. Repentance is coming from that word as well. All right, now, there is probably about, uh, I think there's seven different psalms of, of penitence. We'll read a couple of these on today. Hey, Amen. You, you've messed up. And you want the Lord to, uh, how you say, a fear a forgive me, Lord, help me, Lord. All right. Um, uh, Psalm chapter number six. I don't feel like I did that. me. a it, it, it was better in my head and it came out of my mouth. I appreciate that sister. Uh, Kayla. All right. Uh, I think sometimes when we look at the words in the original translation, we can just get a little broader understanding of what it actually means. All right. All right. But listen to these songs of penitence. All right. O Oh, Lord. Rebuke me not in thine anger. Anybody ever felt like that? Neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak, O Lord. Heal me, for my bone, my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for my, thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave. Who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groan. Anybody ever felt like that? All the night I make my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Anybody ever felt like that? Mine eye is consumed because of greed. It waxeth old because of all thine enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard the, my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed, let them return and be ashamed suddenly. All right, another one. Go, go, come on real quick. This, I only got a couple minutes here. Go to uh, Psalm 32. This is another Psalm of penitence. All right, there has to be, when you come home, like Elder Taylor was saying, there ought to be some remorse. You don't just walk back in Daddy's house and be like, uh, kick the door down and be like, I'm here, Daddy. Where the fatted calf at? No. <laughs> no, you don't come in like that. You know, look, I'm like a higher servant right now. You know, Lord, if you would just let me in and just give me a little cot somewhere and just let me serve the tables and then you'll see him receive you. You know, a broken and a contrite heart, oh, thou, you will not despise. All right. Um, verse number. Uh, let's uh, go to 32. What am I? Psalms uh, 32. How How'd I get that for? All right. Um, you all there? OK. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. All right, um, I'm going to stop there. Let's keep on going for the sake of time. Let's go to Psalm 38, another psalm, psalm of penitence, of repentance. All right, O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. You ever felt like that before? For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. Lord, I feel you working on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities are gone over mine head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Come on, verse 5. You all read for a little while. You ever looked at yourself and just said, Well, I, my wounds stink. What have I done? I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Come on, verse 7. For I, I am feeble and sore broken. I don't, if Has anybody ever felt that guilt and remorse come over you? Amen. And it prompts you. Thank God that you can feel that because it's prompting you to make a change. All right? I am feeble and sore. I have roared by reason of my disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panted. My strength faileth me. As for the light of mine eyes, it is also is gone from me. My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my sore and my kinsmen stand afar off. Even my friends don't want nothing to do with me no more. I done really messed up, Lord. Verse number 12. Go ahead. Okay, now if you're taking notes, you can read that one at home. uh, Let's go to another Psalm of Penitence, all right? Uh, Let's go to 51, all right? 51, Psalms 51. All of these. Have mercy upon me. Anybody ever needed some mercy? Anybody ever looked up at your life and like, how did I get all mixed up in this? Oh, Lord, have mercy, help me, Jesus, all right? Amen, but the Lord can help you, and he can help you to forgive. He can help you to affirm me. You know, he can help you. You know to uh, you know to do that for other people. Um, Sometimes, you know, we need to not only receive forgiveness, we need to give forgiveness. There's some people in this room, even right now, you need to receive forgiveness. And there's other people in here, you need to give forgiveness. And whatever side of the fence you fall on right now, there's a great big God who's going to help you, amen, to forgive husband, wife, friends, all right? And there's a great big God who loves you enough that if you would repent of your sins, if you're on that side of the fence, that he can help you to come back to him and be forgiven, all right? Y'all hear that on tonight? All right, now, let's go here to Simon. Psalm chapter number 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto thy multitude of thy tender mercies. Come on here. Blot out my transgressions. Read. Come on, keep going. If it's just somebody who would just acknowledge your transgressions. All right. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight call sin what it is that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest come on verse 5 behold thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom purge me with hyssop. come on here and I shall be clean come on read y'all I got all this blue in me. How do I get all that blue all up on in me, Lord? Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Come on here. Where are we at? Make me to hear joy and gladness. Uh-huh. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Anybody ever need God to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit my god am i the only one you wake up or you walk around go through your day and it's just like lord what's wrong with my spirit help me to get this thing creating me a clean heart oh god renewing me a right spirit cast me not away from thy presence lord god don't abandon. don't let don't just forsake me god don't just throw me away right now lord help me and take not thy holy spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation you know don't throw me away lord just do that delicate surgery. That's what that word of fear me. It's almost like a delicate, It, 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 it uh, it's indicative of a delicate surgery instead of just throwing the whole person away. Yeah. You know, if somebody had a, a tumor, you know, you want to just, you don't want some heavy-handed surgeon coming in and just cutting on you, especially all you're cutting on your liver and cutting on your organs and things. You want somebody with a delicate hand, who uh, with a good eye, that knows how to separate uh, the good tissue, the healthy tissue, from the bad tissue, instead of just throwing the whole person away. Amen. I mean, and that's what some of us do. We'll just throw away the whole person. Amen. Amen. But what we need to do, I mean, I wish that somebody, amen, the Lord would allow you to have the compassion to deal with people. All right. As he's dealt with you. Thank God. How many people have ever had God just do a surgery on you? Thank God that he removed the cancer from, took the tumor out of, me, didn't just throw me all away. Just cut that so delicately, separated all the, the bad from the good and just put it back exactly where it needed to be. Only God can do it. Somebody give God praise. Only God can do something like that. My God. Can't nobody, can't nobody do that type of delicate surgery but the Lord. My God. Won't he make you new somebody? Won't he make you know? Hallelujah. Won't he forgive you? My God. All right. Come on here. Uh, let me get on down to Psalm chapter number 130. That's another one. That's really the one I wanted to get to. Psalm 130. I love this one. Psalm 130. Out of the depths. This is another uh, Psalm of penitence. I need some forgiveness. Oh. God, how did I get joined to this? How did I get all this in me? How did I get this thing in my life? How did I get all mixed up in this thing, Lord? Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Has anybody ever been in the depths of something, of a problem? I wonder if there's somebody here to be honest. You've been in the depths of sin. Or out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Come on, verse number three. If thou should mark iniquities, oh Lord, you shall... if you would all of a sudden start marking all the iniquities and keeping track of all the all the things that we have done, who, which one of us would be able to stand? Not, not a one in here. Nobody be able to stand. All right, but there is what? Forgiveness. There is a theme. there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared i wait for the lord my soul doth wait in his word do i hope my soul waited for the lord more than they that watch for the morning i say more than they that watch the lord don't you know the lord can make you hopeful <laughs> He'll make you hopeful, so hopeful. where you be just standing up and just wait, waiting for His coming, waiting for His arrival? I wait for Thee, Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Don't you know the Lord can bring your hope back? Now, how, now, this is a, also not only this is a psalm of penitence. This is a psalm of ascent. Notice how he starts off. Out of the depths have I cried unto Thee. Now he starts off in despair. Starts off feeling pretty depressed and pre- feeling pretty dark. But notice how it just kind of uh, it climbs a little bit. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. And by the time he starts thinking about God's thinking, but there is forgiveness with thee. By the time you get down to verse 4, all of a sudden you can start seeing this thing climbing. i wait for the Lord. Notice how he's starting to just get a little bit more hope as we go through this thing. My soul waited for the Lord. Now I'm starting to be hopeful. I'm waiting on the Lord. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is what, y'all? And with him is plenteous what? And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Let's give the Lord one more praise on tonight. All right. I got one more and I'm going to let you go. I got five minutes. So let me hit this last one. This is one more uh, Psalm of penitence. Let's go over here to Psalm 143. This is it. Um, and this is our last scripture for tonight. I'm so glad we got visitors here on tonight. Um, the came. I hope you enjoyed the Bible class thus far. Um, are y'all there? All right. Let's go ahead and read. And enter not into judgment with a servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I'm so glad these psalms are written here, you know, because if you've ever felt like that, you know, there's somebody else you can identify with these. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land sealer. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My heart faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I, come on, cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. The spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O oh Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. All of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all of them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Amen, amen again. All right, so when you look at this thing, this could be a beautiful thing. Um, if, if you got a marriage like this, this is a beautiful thing. Oh, I, I really hope for all the married people, it even get more where you don't see no more stripes in there. Y'all hear that? Uh, Mara and uh, uh, Kenny, Sharice. I hope it just get just, you know, wrapped up together. Just beautiful. And, and, and it, beca- it can become just something beautiful, you know. Um, but when you join yourself to a harlot, Lord have mercy. You, I have a whole bowl full of trouble. <laughs> so be careful what you join yourself to. But when you find yourself, if you found yourself joined to the wrong thing, Put yourself back into the hands of the Lord. And I guarantee you, the Lord can take whatever you have and he can make you something beautiful. All right. Uh, Let's give the Lord one more praise on tonight. All right. I'm going to ask the officials to come. um, And even as they're coming tonight, let's go ahead and stand up tonight.